it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. I could not be happier today that I have my precious friend and sister, Pamela Kutchlow with me today. Pamela is, um, was the founder of Orange County Children's Foundation. Pamela spent her whole career uh, caring for other people's children, trying to raise, uh, really, I'm just gonna be totally candid, the, the teenagers in foster care that a lot of people didn't want. And the social workers in Los Angeles County and Orange County, California always knew that uh, when somebody else wouldn't take a teenager, they could call you. That's right. Yeah. And you yeah. would take them and you would love them. Yeah. And uh, so I'm so delighted that you're with me today. And, and when I asked you what you wanted to talk about, you said rejection, pain, and unconditional love. So what do you want to share about that today? Well, today, Rhonda, we live in a very difficult period. And so many of us out there are dealing with such unbelievable pain. We don't know what unconditional love is, uh, but we do know what rejection is. And all the way from being a little child up until now, I have been a person that is for the underdog, or I don't care who you are, where you're from. I've always been that person that wanted to put a kiss on a boo-boo and make it better. And that's why I'm here today is that whoever will hear this, I don't care if it's one person, I want them to know that you are loved. You are so dearly loved, even though you don't feel that you are loved. You are loved. And the few uh, Facebook um, talks that I've had, I try to impart that to everyone, that I love you, that I respect you, and I understand you. And that is why I am here, Rhonda, to tell that one or several people that I love you, I respect you, and I understand hurt better than you could ever know in disappointment. And so much right now is going on. We're living in a world of disappointment and rejection and not a whole lot of unconditional love. And you need to hear that right now, that you are loved. Mm-hmm. You're so you're so right. I know that, um, that very basically, you know, I didn't do your work and, I, and I'm not a mental health professional or anything like that, but I do understand the basic premise that bad relationships hurt us and good relationships heal us. And you have always, uh, as long as I've known you for over 30 years, you've always worked and look how still cute and beautiful you are. Uh, you've always worked to, um, to help to heal uh, the wounds that other people have inflicted, whether it was on the kids within your care, your staff, family, neighbors, friends, everybody. I, I know that you have, you know, approached um, people who appeared to be homeless. Yes, I have. Walked right up and you just talk about love and, 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 and healing. And I love that. And consequently, there are countless people in the world today 
who are living good lives because you infuse that love and, and have told them how loved they are, how precious they are. And, uh, and I just love that about you. Um, I want you to share a little bit of, of what you've experienced, how you understand rejection and pain. That, that you're not coming from a place of Pollyanna, like, you know, you've never had a bad day in your life and, and uh, everybody, you know, it'll just be fine if you just receive that you're loved and, you know, no, no you've, you've uh, we call you, um, you know, Job et, that you've had, you know, kind of the life of Job. You've had so many things come at you, you know, health challenges, relationship challenges, every kind of challenge. And yet, you still have a smile on your face. You still are so full of love. It just pours out of you on everybody around you. So, so share a little bit about what you've been through. Well, you know, Ron, it actually starts uh, in my mother's, my father didn't want me. And so right off the bat, before I even, my little feet touched the earth, I was being rejected. And um, I found out later why he rejected me. But in the beginning and not too long ago, I just thought this man didn't like me. And I've always, Rhonda, for some reason or another, have had the gift of loving people unconditionally. I don't know why that is the way it is other than God has blessed me with that. But I, I came from a broken home and thank God to all the grandparents out there. Lord Jesus, I don't know where we would be without the grandmommies and poppies of the world. My grandparents, my mother's parents loved me so much. They were not willing to have me grow up in a dysfunctional family where my mother was being beaten and, and just horrific things happening to her. And in those days, Rhonda, women felt they could change a man or, you know, you stay with a man unconditionally, you know, he'll change in time. Because she saw her parents were together forever, she felt she had to until he almost killed her. And then, she, you know, she got the divorce. But as a child, I was a very, what they would call an ugly duckling little child. Uh, not popular, uh, not someone that people really, I mean, other than my family, I was not popular with young people. I was always thriving to get friends and trying to be a part of the group and never really accepted it part of the group. And I had many problems along with learning disabilities. And it's so funny to me now, and I thank the Lord for it, that in spite of everything that has happened to me as a child and a teenager and a teenage mom, I married very early. And unfortunately, after 18 years, that marriage didn't work and having a child and all of that, I grew up to be a very strong woman. And a part of that, Rhonda, is not only the grace of God, but having influential people, such as my grandparents and my aunts, uh, Aunt Gloria and Aunt Shirley, and of course my mother in my life, that would tell me over and over and over again, you are loved, we love you. When you don't have that as a child, that is the beginning of the breakdown of what you feel for yourself. Mm -hmm. So when time went on and I began to work with these children, and that's a whole story in itself, I saw myself in these children. Mm -hmm. I saw disappointment, rejection, heartache. There were times, Rhonda, I didn't want to live because I thought I was the problem in the family. Mm -hmm. And this is how these children feel. And mm -hmm. the kids I took, Rhonda, as you know, nobody wanted them. You know, they're the teenagers that the neighborhood doesn't want them. The, 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 the schools don't want them. Yeah. Uh, and particularly the teachers, they don't want them in their classroom. It's as if there is a, a, a something that they did wrong. They have the scarlet letter on their back that, oh, your parents don't want you, so you must not be any good. I don't know what that is. I just don't get it. 
but I took those babies as many as I could and as many as those that would allow me because you know I had some really rough stories and some of them I, I don't know if I ever got through Lord I pray wherever you are little children I pray you understood that I truly loved you and I tried and for those that I did get through and that I do hear from some I hear from daily um they knew that I loved them yeah they Rhonda you can feel it because I didn't just say it, I acted on it. Yes. And that's the difference between parents that don't tell their children, you know what, you misbehave and I'm going to punish you for that. But please know in this punishment, it's because I love you. And I want you to know the difference between right and wrong so you can make right choices in your life. Yes. And I have to make you understand that through this punishment comes great love and devotion to your life. And that's what I try to do with these children is make them understand once you leave out of these facilities, these homes, the world is not going to treat you the way I treat you. So therefore you need to get your groundwork here and understand that you are worth it. You are loved. And then for you to go out and make the difference in someone else's life. And it's just, you know, I replicated that thing over and over and over and over again for almost, well, it was 30 years that I told these children, I love you. I want you to be happy, and you can be. That's why I wrote the book, 30 Days to Happiness, that was featured on the Ellen DeGeneres Show and was included in her Kind Box distribution. So many people have reported finding their happiness with this book. Please go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and order your copy today. I don't care what you did. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what someone did to you or made you feel. You are loved over and over and over. And I'm a very affectionate person, as you know, and nowadays you have to be so careful, but I still didn't let that stop me because there's nothing like the human touch, Rhonda. You know, if you have, that's, I think that's one of the things that's, that saved me was my grandparents were forever holding me and kissing me and, and making me feel special and also other members of my family. But them in the beginning years of my life, they were right there, Rhonda. And that's the only way you can make a child feel wanted is if you show them. You can't just buy them things. No. You can't just take them places. No. You gotta talk to them. You gotta show them unconditional love, even when it's very difficult to do so. That's so right. that kind, of, you know, that kind of tells you, uh, you know, long story short, to from childhood to now, it's just I feel with my training and with God's grace, I was shown what real love is and. I know that the Lord loves me more importantly, if nobody loves me. Mm -hmm. When you're all alone in the dark, in your bed, and you don't feel good, and you know I have a lot of don't feel good days, the mm -hmm. Lord talks to me and tells me, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be okay, Pam. And I'm right here with you. And don't ever think I would ever leave you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are days where I feel like he has left me, but it comes right back around because I'm only human. You know, I'm not, I'm not made out of plastic. I'm flesh and blood. So I have human emotions and feelings. But yes, Rhonda, unconditional love and understanding, commitment, respect, all of those adjectives come together to make a well-rounded person. I know it. And, and I've seen it. I mean, I've seen the evidence in the many kids uh, who call you mom. I mean, it's pretty hilarious that you have uh, white boys calling you mom and Asian girl calling you mom. <laughs> but you have all the you you have Noah's Ark. You you have everybody, and uh, and I and I love it. And and you know, talking about that human touch, you know, it wasn't just with your kids. It was with your insurance broker. 
you know, I, I remember, um, oh my word, what was it? I don't know, 1989 or something like that when, when we met. And I remember that um, during, our, during our meeting, I remember that you reached over and you just touched my hand. And I remember that uh, because having been abused myself, I didn't like people touching me. And when you reached over and touched my hand, it uh, it was almost like healing balm on a wounded soul because it didn't feel it didn't feel like I didn't feel like I had to pull back from you. It felt loving. It was and I knew that it was your way of of saying, I like you. I'm glad you're here. And and through the years, there have been many times when you've touched my shoulder, you've touched my arm, you know, so when you're talking about human touch, um, you know, I, I want people to hear no. You know, holding on to kids and hugging them and kissing them necessarily. It's it's a it's um it's transfer it's almost transferring your love to to put a reassuring hand on somebody's shoulder. You know, it doesn't have to be um, you know, some big thing. It can be as you're walking past somebody, you know, touching them and and I and I'm saying that because I don't even know if you realize. You know, I don't know if you even remember doing that with me and there's no. different things at just, um, but I remember. And so that's how I know when you say, I hope that those kids, I hope that got through to the ones who, who aren't in touch. Um, I feel very confident in saying to you, yes, you did. You planted seeds. Now what they did from there, I don't know. But we have to trust that when you plant seeds of love in someone that somewhere down the line, those seeds take root and, and they may not even remember the specifics of, you know, how, how their life began to be transformed, but it doesn't matter. The fact was that God has used you to plant seeds of love everywhere you've gone and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. And you've inspired me so greatly. Um, and the, and really uh, you're, I would say, you know, you're the mother of the love is action community initiative Wow, wow. <laughs> about love. I mean, for 30 years, you know, you know, when I remember saying to you, so is this a behavioral modification program? Is it a BMOD? Is that how you, you, or, you know, tell me about your program. Tell me about your, you know, and, and, Every answer, every answer that you've given me in 30 years is love. Well, Pam, you know, I'm having this situation and I just wonder, what do you think about this? And what, who, what should I say about that? And, you know, with different things, raising my daughter, different things. I don't know if you know this, every answer is love. And, and when I have taken your advice and responded with love, it's always worked out. And that's I, what, when, when I, when I remember the scripture, you know, love conquers all and love never fails. Um, and I didn't really understand, you know, what that meant, but you've been the embodiment of that. That's what that means. When you respond in love to a personal attack to, cause I, I mean, I know that there have been, you know, teenage foster kids in your life where they're so wounded. And the only thing they know is, is, uh, you know, chaos and fighting and, you know, vulgarity coming out of their mouth. And, and that's not the way you talk and that's not the way that you behave. But I know that you've, you've been the recipient of some of that stuff that anger oh, yeah. comes out because the kids felt safe with you. Yes. Safely, you know, do that. You always, 
you always lash out at people that you feel safe with. You yeah. feel like you can say anything to them and they're not going to leave you. Yeah. And it was true. I wasn't going to leave them. The only, you know, let me say, Rhonda, for any child that might be listening out there, be like, well, you sent me away. The only time I would send a child away is when they became a danger to themselves and others. Mm -hmm. When I felt that they needed more clinical help. And if I could, I would take them back. But I couldn't allow them to make the lives of the other children fearful or possibly them harming themselves. Um, because we, I had some very, very difficult moments, Rhonda, in trying to be in the lives of several children. You know, at one time, Rhonda, I had 32 children. Ooh. That's a lot, or 36. That's a lot of kids, you know, and trying to know. Under one roof, though. Oh, yeah, let me say that. <laughs> With, you know, all the appropriate uh, adult-to-child ratios and all that stuff, yeah. For sure. These, I'm talking about different facilities, but trying to be in each of their lives, knowing their particular situation, and why are they in the home, number one? And number two, what can I do to help them in case they never leave the system? Mm -hmm. Because by the time I get the, the child at the age they are at, chances of them going home are not likely. That's right. Okay. Because people usually want the babies or the toddlers or someone they feel they can mold. But by the time you're 16, 14, 16, eight, forget it. You're, you're with me. And it's my responsibility to help you become educated, to be able to face the world and know that you matter. You know, a lot of kids would say to me, you don't love me. You don't know me. I, you know, I don't have to know you. You're a human being. You were designed and made by God Almighty. Well, I don't believe in God. Well, that's your problem. You don't believe in him. I'm telling you what I believe. Okay. And what I believe right now is what's important. Now we'll get to what you believe, but right now I need to let you know where I'm coming from. Okay. And the fact of the matter is you are a child of God. You were put here and designed to be a purpose on earth. And if I have anything to do with it, you will succeed in life. And with God's help, you will be successful in whatever it is you do. And I don't mean making a million dollars. I mean, being a successful human being, you know, going to work, making a difference in, in, in your life and then in the lives, hopefully, of your children that you don't make the same mistake your parents did. Yeah. Oh, girl, I could tell you conversations I had with children that would just make you cry. But let me say this, especially right now, Rhonda, I see a lot of people talking about uh, love a lot now. It's become very popular. It's all over T-shirts and everything. I hope that this love initiative that you have and so many others have, you never let it die because we as human beings will never learn. We don't learn, Rhonda. So we have to be repetitive over and over and over until we meet the grade. So you cannot let what you're doing go away. That needs to be carried on to your, ch your child, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. That initiative needs to go forever because we as human beings, we forget what love is time and time again. And we're dealing with the throes of not enough love on this earth right now. And you see the results of it. That's exactly, all around it. That's exactly right. Well, that's a good place to pause and we'll pick it back up tomorrow. Uh, all right. There's, you're right. There's so much strife in the world and we all need love. And I just want to uh, say one last word that everything that you talked about uh, with sharing with the, the foster kids, the kids who have been abused, who have been within your influence, countless kids, we can do that with our own kids. This is not just foster care. This is everybody. And you made that point, but I just wanted to put the period on the end of that sentence that, that this is everybody. So tomorrow, join us for Rejection, Pain, and Unconditional Love, part two. That's right. See you tomorrow.
Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.